0: Hi, my name is Kate Luna, and welcome to And What About It? The podcast I made for me that I get to share with you. Hello. Um, I hope that everyone has been doing very well. Um, and I hope that everybody liked my episode, my last episode with um, Brianna. That was really, really fun talking with her. I am sitting here in my kitchen. I have my iced coffee in front of me that I made myself because I've been making them myself these days. If you can hear that ice. But I think I burnt the coffee, so it's like not that good, um, which is fine. You know, sometimes you just have burnt coffee. That's okay. Um, I meant to record what I'm going to be talking about a little while ago. And then things just kept on happening like the things that I wanted to talk about just kept on adding up so it got to the point where I was like okay well now I want to talk about both these things and then something else happened and I'd be like okay well now I need to wrap my head around how all of these things are connected so that I can talk about it and it was just like things just literally did not stop happening and now they have seemed to stop happening um So I feel like now I'm in in that headspace to talk about it. But what I am talking about um, is the Britney Spears documentary, the Meghan Markle, Oprah Winfrey interview, that woman in London who was killed by a police officer, and that recent hate crime that happened in Atlanta deeply deeply rooted uh sexism and misogyny and you know with the britney spears thing I'm, I'm obviously gonna get into all of this but with her conservatorship uh you know women overly emotional um has too many problems and you know her she needs help right like she can't take care of herself she needs help but oh that's the fridge my bad um but what you can what, what, what the oh, that threw me off. Okay, sorry. What the real problem is is that it's like this has been going on for for ten years. I'm sure at one point the conservatorship might have been good for her. You know, if she was really in that state of mental distress, which we as a society put her in, because we literally refuse to let her have any privacy at all. You know uh and i and i have noticed that that with women in the mainstream media is that they are not we don't let them have any privacy. We want to be involved with every single matter of their lives. And i think Courtney Kardashian on keeping up with the Kardashians or no no Chloe, sorry, it was Chloe. She when she was going through that whole Tristan thing. Again, it's like why do we have to know about that? But we do, right? Because it was televised on TV. She was like this is not just a tv show like this is my real life and this is actually happening to me um but when it comes to women in the media i find that people don't really care about that and if you go back and you watch these interviews with britney spears even that guy when she was like what 11 he, and he was like oh do you have a boyfriend well what about me you know Why would you ever say that to a female child, you disgusting old man? And if somebody's listening to that and be like, oh, it's a different time, I don't care. I don't care if that was a different time. That stays the same harmful, hurtful, like, extremely negative thing that it is. It just, yeah, um... Anyway, my, my, I'm sorry, that was like a really, really long uh, ramble. But my, my point with that was with the Britney Spears thing, it, it was this whole misogyny kind of geared towards uh, being a woman in the public and having to be a role model and not, you know, people were picking on her because she was a mother and just all these things. Like people just really nitpicked her apart. Because they wanted to find a woman to hate. Like the media, paparazzi, whatever, whoever you want to put the blame on, wanted to see the downfall happen all in front of their eyes of Britney Spears. And now she's stuck in this really evil system that is actually trying to profit off of her like a business, which a conservatorship is not meant to do. And it's just disgusting like it's just and it, it just it all comes back to just this just this misogyny, like just the sexism of just like well she's a woman and she's having breakdowns and she can't take care of herself like do you what first of all she's a human fucking being i'm sorry if i was in that position as her and i was just being followed like that oh you know how many cars i would have bashed the window in she bashed in one i probably would have bashed in like maybe seven to 14 you know i'd be in jail is basically what i'm saying um because there's no way like she you can tell she tried to handle that as just as best as she possibly fucking could it's sad um and when it comes to uh you know the Meghan Markle and like the Atlanta shooting that is misogyny that is, that was sexism but that was also it's also racist you know um first of all of course Meghan Markle is going to be picked apart because she's not like a royal member Ugh. okay I, disclaimer, this podcast is going to be all over the place. Like, this episode is going to be all over the place. Bear with me because I have a lot of thoughts and they're not going to be streamlined. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but I'm also not sorry about that because I'm just basically ranting and I need to get this off of my chest because I feel like this is important. And I should have said that seven minutes ago, but I didn't. Um, so here we are. Anyways, so bottom line is what happened with, if you haven't seen the Britney Spears documentary, You need to, first of all. Um, It's quite fucked up. Also, Justin Timberlake, ew! Ew! At Justin Timberlake. Oh my god. It's like they show the interviewer, she's like, I want to save myself for marriage. You know, things might have changed, whatever. First of all, why the fuck would you ask that? Guys, I'm telling you that if I was a celebrity in the public eye and I was asked these questions, you know, that you see all the fucking time where they're like, oh, my God, but your dress. I'd be like, (laughs) eat glass, you know, like I would be so rude. People would hate me. And I'd be fine with that because fuck it, you know. I mean, I always say that, like, if I was an actual real celebrity, I would just do the weirdest things, just like throw people off, you know, like. People would be like, and in other news, Kate Luna bought a massive 100-foot rubber duck, filled it with fake blood, and popped it in Times Square in her birthday suit. You know? (laughs) like, And then people would be like, why did you do that? And I'd be like, because death in the city or something. You know what I mean? Like, I would just make shit up i'd be like jackson pollock people would be like criticizing his art and they'd be like and they'd be like oh you know this represents life in the rebirth and you know the entire time he'd just be like what the fuck i just threw some paint on a sure sure we'll go with that like that would be me um but if but you know but that's only because i would really want people to not ever know who I truly was. But if I was ever famous and people knew who I truly was and they asked me questions like the kind of questions that you see women in media getting all the time, oh, I would be right pissed. Oh, I would be so the kind of things that I would say to these people. Cuz it's just and you and you see it, and they handle it so professionally and they're like, "Oh, you." You know, but it's disgusting. It really is. It's like, what the fuck does what I'm wearing have to do with literally anything? Or, you know, uh, Lindsay Lohan, like, when David Letterman was asking her all those questions about her going back to rehab, like you're making her actual real-life problems and you're making it a show that everyone can laugh at and when you turn a woman's real-life problems into a show that everyone can just poke fun at and laugh at it turns women into a joke and it turns women's experiences into a joke um which is what happens yeah and that's that's what's happening with Meghan markle right now um But in a much more racist way. You know, uh, first of all, let me just say this. Yeah, the royal family is racist. And if you didn't know that, uh, you are either so closed off or like you are literally Patrick Starr and you live under a rock at the bottom of the ocean. And for people who are like, oh, she's lying she is lying the royal family is not racist they would have never are you kidding me look at them i'm sorry look at their history (laughs) like what the fuck of course they're racist are you kidding are you kidding people are out here saying that she's lying why and why would she lie why would she lie about those things there's just so much there that it's like yeah you know like i watched that interview and the whole time like i wasn't like to be honest i wasn't necessarily shocked you know uh my grandma she's from scotland and she loves the royals right you know of course she would right um (laughs) love her to death i love my grandma i love my grandma um but yeah she loves the royals and i remember before that interview came out um she we were talking about what she was going to say Um, And I was like, well, Nana, you know, I think that she's going to talk. Like, I literally said to her, I was like, I think that she's going to talk about, you know, the racism that she experienced while she was there. And my grandma was like, and she's like, oh, no, no, you know. She was like, they wouldn't have done that. And I'm like, okay, Nana Jean, you know, let's get you to bed, you know. (laughs) Like, that was, that was, again, love my grandma. But, you know, I was just like, well, That's what she believes, and I'm, I just I don't feel like picking a fight with my grandma. So I was just like, okay, well you'll see. You know, I'm just putting it out there that you'll see. And I wanted to call her, but I didn't because I know that she was devastated, right? Like, and which I'm sure a lot of people are, which is why they're probably so mad is that they're devastated that you know, like the royal family could be problematic. But it's like, you need to set your own ego and your own pride away for a second. Because I think that that's what it is. Like all the people that are like super, super upset at the whole Meghan Markle situation, it's like a pride thing, like a, a nationality, you know, like they feel for their kingdom or their country, whatever. And they're like, no, there's no way these people have done so much good. Oh, it's 11-11. Um, well, I'm recording this. <laughs> but like, it doesn't matter how much good they've done. Because I'm sure that what's going on behind the scenes is a fucking whole lot worse. And if you've watched the interview, and you also watched interviews about Princess Diana, you know, after she left the royal family as well, the similarities are so striking. It's, like, so unbelievable. Just that the things, like, the sadness, like, you just... Like, they just both looked so sad and so unheard. And I'm so happy that, you know, Megan was like, this is fucked up. I'm taking my husband and my baby and I'm getting out of here, you know? Um. But yeah, it's, it's, this is Meghan Markle's, you know, this is her life. This is her problem. This is an issue that I'm, you know, I, I don't, you know, there's so many people who are like, her claim, there's bullshit claims. There's no proof. Shut the fuck up. Why the fuck else would she have gone on national... Te- and, and, and televised that. You know what I mean? Like, that must have taken a lot. There's just no way that she's making that up. And there's so many people who are... are and, it, and it all comes down to the fact that Meghan Markle is, like, mixed. You know? That's how... Like, there's just so much deeply rooted systemic racism involved with it. That, of course, like, and you've seen, we've seen it all throughout their royal marriage. Like, we've seen the whole way through. People uh, don't like her because she's, she's mixed. Like, people people don't like that. You know, Uh, I believe that there was, around the time that they were getting married, there was this one, you know, like, right-wing conservative um, British commentator who was, like, uh, you know, they're tainting the royal bloodline by this, which is so fucked up, like, that's, I I, I don't know, it was something like that, and I don't even remember who it was, but I just remember seeing it, and it stuck with me, because I think the, it was, like, you're, it, I think the word literally was taint, like, you are tainting the royal bloodline, which is so fucked, you know, um, So it's like, not only are we removing this woman's experience, uh, we're also going to blame it. You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, she's playing the race card. Yeah, you know why? Because the race card is like a legitimate thing to play. That's a real hand, you know what I mean? Like, you put that card down, like, people better fucking pay attention. Like, I can't, you know, like... Nobody just pulls that out of their ass just to put it down on the table. You know what I mean? And the people who disagree with that statement, you're most definitely white. Like, I'm just going to, you know. (laughs) Oh, God. It just really, it's just really, really upsetting and sad to see that, you know. And I was going to talk about these two things in the beginning because I was just like, wow, like... You know, there's a lot of similarities here. Like, you know, both of these women's lives have been kind of streamlined through the media and they've both been criticized for things that they just absolutely shouldn't be criticized about. And, and the media has been obsessing over them in this, this weird, possessive, um, r- misogynistic way. You know, like Britney Spears, that she was like, she, it was almost like, the media felt like she belonged to them. Like they owned her. Like she was like a little piece in a game. And with Meghan Markle, she was a piece in the royal family's game. And she did not like how she was being played. So she left. But the media saw that and saw her and was like, we are going to, you know, like she even said that she fucking felt suicidal. Like that's so fucked up, you know? Like, why can't we just leave them alone <laughs> and just, like, let them raise their child? Um, it's just so, like, it's, it's just so messed up. Um, and I'm going to talk about Piers Morgan. <laughs> Right? I'm going to talk about Piers Morgan. Because you can't talk about the royal family or Meghan Markle without bringing up Piers Morgan. So we all know who Piers Morgan is. We know that he is had this weird obsession with Meghan Markle. I never understood why I always just thought that it was he was just like racist. Which, you know, he most certainly, without a doubt, is. Like, you've seen the kind of shit that he says on TV. Um, and, uh, yeah. Like... I was just always, you know, like, wow, that man is really, really obsessed with Macon, Meghan Markle. Like, Meghan Markle. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know about that one, right? You know, I don't really agree with the shit that he says. Uh, and I don't think that he's a very good debater. You know, and people, people were like, oh, Piers Morgan, you know... Like, he may be very controversial, but at least he'll actually debate with people that he doesn't agree with. Um, have you seen the way he talks to people on TV? He doesn't debate them. He gets people on who don't agree with him, and then he literally doesn't let them speak, and he doesn't, for a single second, open his mind to what the other person is saying you know like the whole time when they get someone on to talk with him it's just him being like oh it's like it's like watching somebody argue with the sun it's like okay you need to dim your light and you need to relax you know um yeah anyway so he's just we all know he's been obsessed with Meghan Markle and you know Why? He's so obsessed with Meghan Markle. Because before she met Prince Harry, he was either, I think he was gonna do an interview or something like that with her and then he took her out for like drinks and they had a couple drinks together and then she wasn't feeling it. So she like left and then she met Prince Harry and then she like ghosted the guy. (laughs) Oh, you know? Like, okay, right then. Like I, and and and, I, and somebody like pieced this all together and I think I saw it, it was like a Twitter thread or something like that and I was looking at it and I was like, of course, you know what I mean? Like that's a woman that, that he pro- like wanted to get with and then she rejected him and that, and he's so, couldn't handle the rejection that for the next, like, however many years he's made it his life mission to, like, ruin the poor girl's social life and career. Like, can we just take that in for a second? Uh, yeah. I. And when you think about it like that, it just, it makes so much sense. And you're just like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I get it now, you know? I, I get the reason why he's so obsessed with her. And it's so, it's so, uh, misogynistic. Like, it's, it's, it's so gross to see that. Um... It's yeah, what's going on with Meghan Markle right now. It's just and it it's so upsetting. So my 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 final takeaways with the whole Meghan Markle thing is that um if you didn't think that the royal family is racist, uh you need to like meditate, like do a deep meditation on that for about 30 minutes and like astral project for a bit. Um and then you can come back and you can be like, "Oh, I get it," you know. Um it's yeah royal family super racist uh it's super misogynist. it just all lays down with just this hatred of women and just this hatred of women of color um like the media just loves to hate women you know what i mean like they just love it they just eat it up they're just like mm, love these little niblets of like hating women and being like super racist towards women of color mm, love it um and i think that that's disgusting So while that was going on, that was gonna be like my whole podcast episode was just like the media is super misogynistic towards women. And the most prime examples of that are with what's happening to Britney Spears and what happened to Britney Spears and what's happening with Meghan Markle right now. Like look at the similarities, it's pretty fucked. Um, And then that woman in London Uh, went missing around the time that I was gonna, you know, talk about this. Let me just pull up her name. Um, Because I'm, it's not, I'm forgetting it right now. uh, What's her name? Sarah Everard. Is that it? Um. Yes. Right. Because, yep. Yeah, that's her name. Okay. Yeah. So Sarah Everard. Everard. I'm. I don't think I'm pronouncing her name properly. But uh, I, my apologies, Sarah. So Sarah. Uh, went missing, in London. She was missing for a couple days. Um, and then. Police found out that she was kidnapped by none other than a fucking police officer, a police officer, a police officer. Um, I'm just going to start off by saying this. I don't like the police. I personally think that we should defund the police. Um, And one of the many reasons why I, and I've noticed this, I noticed this when I was in middle school, I noticed this when I was in high school, I noticed this just being alive now, but people who feel like they have no control over their life and people who feel like they need to assert dominance over others in order to feel like they have control often end up in positions of power like teachers police officers and government officials um like the former u.s president donald trump but we all know that okay skipping um we all know that (laughs) so so this sarah this woman sarah She was, she was nighttime, she wore bright colors, she called her boyfriend, she was walking back from a friend's place, she was walking home, she walked on a, like, a lit street, and she still went missing, like, she literally did everything that she possibly fucking could have to be, you know, safe, and she still wasn't, and who was she kidnapped by? The people who are supposedly supposed to be keeping us fucking safe? And you expect me to, like, trust anyone? Bro. Okay. <laughs> like, so, okay, so the media makes a joke out of women's lives, and the media um, will fucking derail a woman of color um, for because it's fun, because it's, like, enjoyable for other people. Uh, and then also people who are supposed to protect us, literal birth givers of humanity. Uh, and we still get fucking chopped up and murdered and thrown into a, 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 the woods. I, and I just, I think about what her final fucking moments must have been. Just walking down that street. You know, she feels safe because she feels like she did everything right. You know, if something happens to her, if she screams, would somebody listen? I think about that. I know I think about that constantly. Like, when I'm walking down the street, even in broad fucking daylight, I'll be like, okay, if I scream, someone will turn their head, right? You know? Like, if I start yelling really loudly, somebody will turn their head, right? It just, it's like, it makes me emotional, because that's so scary, and me being a woman, okay, actually, I'm gonna tell a story, I'm gonna tell a story, um, so over the summer, uh, when I was dating my abuser, as we all know from, uh, my Oh wait, that's my that was my other point. Hold on. Is that I literally did an episode about narcissistic abuse and like how, you know, I have had experience like being abused and so many other women and domestic violence and then and then all this shit happened. Oh my god, that was my other point. I don't have notes in front of me, I'm sorry. Um that was my other point, is that I literally did that and then all of this happened and it was just like wow, like the things in the world that are happening right now, you know? Um <laughs> Anyway, so over the summer when I was dating my ex who was an abusive person, um, he would often trick me into uh, feeling like I could be safe with him, right? He actually made me feel like the only person I was ever safe around was him, even though he was the worst possible thing for me, right? That's what they do. They take away all your feeling of safety unless it's with them. So at the time I was working in the distillery district and there was this guy who was hanging around at the distillery district who was talking with all the women that worked in our store and was like not leaving us alone and was like repeatedly asked us for to go out for drinks. He was like oh you know I don't want to drink alone and we were like we're working like this is our job or work and at one point I went to go and get food (laughs) I want to go get tacos and um he followed me uh at the taco place and then was like trying to talk to me while I was ordering and I was like I'm sorry like I'm just literally on my break like I'm I'm not eating with you uh and he was like oh okay you know it's fine and then like took a couple steps back but then like didn't leave and the guy who was serving me who i had become friendly with you know was just kind of like that's really weird like that's why is he doing that and i was like i don't know man he's been following us around all day like this is like hour number five <laughs> out of my shift out of my eight hour shift you know so uh he's been here all day he's been following us all day it's not just me everyone else too he's and he was like and then and the guy asked he was like do you want me to call security And I was like, well, I don't know, because he hasn't done anything threatening. Like, he hasn't threatened any of us. He's just being weird and, like, just making us uncomfortable. And he was like, okay, well, if anything happens, like, just let me know and I'll get the guy. And I was like, okay. Like, I call security. So uh, I, I, you know, had my break, whatever. I'm, like, at the store, and at one point, my manager like went out and talked to the guy and was like cuz at that point he still hadn't left you know and this is like probably an hour before my shift ended and she was like you have to leave or we will you are you were making all of my employees uncomfortable and they can't do their job so like you have to go you know like uh and he was like oh oh I'm sorry okay I, I didn't sorry he's like I'm just like a friendly person and like I didn't mean to and, and at, at that point, it's, like, you've been following us around all day. Like, you, you're not, that's not friendly behavior. You've offered to buy everyone alcohol uh, because you didn't want to drink or eat alone. Like, it was just, like, textbook definition, like, being very creepy. You know what I mean? And I noticed that this man had car keys, okay? That's important. Remember that. He had car keys. So, I was, like, okay. And then he was like, sorry, I'm just like a friendly person. And then he ended up like actually leaving, which is like, okay, great. You know, he finally, I don't know where he went though. Like I didn't investigate to see where he had gone, but he did. He left. Um, so my shift ends, it's dark outside now. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I am going to walk to the streetcar so that I can go home and, uh, It was like 9.30 at night, right? Um, And I'm walking home and I called my ex and I was like, do you mind staying on the phone with me? And he said, why? And I said, because, and I told him everything that I just said now, like there's this guy, he was just being really weird. And then he was like, oh, uh, why don't you just call an Uber? And I was like, well, because if he's following me, I don't want him to follow me all the way to my house because he had car keys. I would rather be in a public place. Like, I would rather take the transit so that if he does follow me, I can just be like, this guy is following me home. And then other people will notice and be like, why are you following this person home? Hopefully, right? You know, we all hope that that's what's gonna happen. Um, and... He was like, and he, he over the phone just started yelling at me. He was like, you're being so stupid. I can't believe your behavior right now. Just let me call you a fucking Uber. And I was like, are you listening to your, like that? I feel more unsafe being in the Uber than if I took the transit. Like, what are you not understanding about this situation? And he was like, you know what? If you're not going to listen to me, good fucking luck. And hung up the phone. And then I was suddenly, le- and, I- and then after that, I was so scared after that because I was like, holy shit, I don't even know if I'm being followed or not right now. And I was just, you know, wanted him to stay on the phone with me to make sure that if, like, the guy was there and if he was listening, you know, like, he knows that I'm aware that he's following me. But now it appears that my partner has just openly abandoned me. So now I'm more vulnerable. To somebody fucking just coming out of nowhere and scooping me and then cutting me up, uh, that and he was and he's and then he started texting me and he started texting me you're so you're so fucking stupid I can't believe your behavior Don't talk to me for the rest of the night like saying all all this stuff that was just really like I was and I'm like crying because I'm like freaking out and anyways. That really, like, when I heard Sarah's story, I thought about that, and that really just fucking struck me. Because women never feel a 100% safe. And I don't think we ever will unless men pull up their fucking socks and help us out a little bit because women can only do so much for each other you know And, and and women need to do better for other women too right like you know there's a lot of like the whole pick me girls being thrown around right now and pick me is like super uh sexist and misogynistic Inwardly, you know, pointed inwards, because it's like, you know, uh, like I don't want to be like the other girls. Why do you not want to be like the other girls? Do you think that makes you better than anybody else? Like it, it doesn't. You know. Uh, so uh, you know, and a lot of girls would be like, oh, I don't hang out with women because they cause too much drama and like they're overly emotional, so I only hang out with guys. Um, I'm sorry. Have you seen? The way that men handle rejection, Piers Morgan? Uh, Have you seen how they react when their sports team loses? Okay. You know, like, and you hear that and you're just like, right. And maybe I shouldn't say, oh, you know, you see how they react when their sports, like, that's pretty sexist too. I'm not going to lie. But, like, my point, my point is that you're not with the people, girl. Like, you're not here for us so therefore it creates this whole circle of women not even being able to trust other women which is the last thing that you want women need to be there for each other we need to help each other out um and which is and i said it in my narcissistic abuse episode and i'll say it again like if you need help or if you need to talk to somebody like send me a message I will always have a door open for you if you, like, need to get away from something or someone. If you are walking down the street and you need to be on the phone with somebody the whole time, you fucking call me, let me know, and I will stay on the phone with you. Like, it's, it's really messed up. And it's really messed up that that's what a police officer did. Um... And, you know, a couple minutes ago, I mentioned, like, my point about, you know, like, I think that this man was probably somebody who was like, well, if I am a police officer, then, you know, in his, however his mind works, because I genuinely think that people who kill out of, like, pure, you know, pleasure, they do not have the same brains that, like, normal people do. Like, there's something that's missing there that, like, you know, I always say, like, I wonder what it would be like to have, like, a person, you know, with, um, like, with Down syndrome or something like that. Like, I would love to have that brain for just a day, just to see, you know, because I, I feel like it would give me a whole new perspective on life. But someone who, uh, you know, becomes a police officer and then, like, kills a girl uh, in the middle of the night on when she's, like, on a street, in a bright street, I don't want that brain. I, I don't want to know what's going on there. I just, I think that I... Like, is it, like, are these people genuinely possessed by the devil? Like, I don't know, you know? I don't know. But what I do know is that it's super messed up that that was somebody who was in a position of people, of, of a, of a, a position that was supposed to be helping us. Because it just it makes women feel like they can't go to anybody. You know? And it, it, and it makes women feel like we're always doing something wrong. And the blame, or not the blame, but, like, what? Like, like, we just treat women like they're objects. Um, you know, a perfect example, like, uh, so my brother, who was three years younger than me, he's in his last year of high school, and he was, he was showing me this guy on YouTube, um and his name is steve will do it uh and uh well actually no it's not it wasn't steve will do it that was another guy who was uh fucked up for it another reason um what's this guy's name i I don't know his name it's like duncan something but his slogan is like virginity rocks Um, and I think his website is, like, Virginity Rock 69 or something like that. I don't know, but he's, like, this really famous YouTuber. Um, and he hangs out with, like, this old man, like, Papa Jim, you know. And there's, like, some parts that are, like, oh, like, that's nice and cute. But then there's other parts that I'm, like, oh, like, you know, they ask, because they ask this old man all the time, like, if he wants to, like, get out the ladies. And they, like, have them pose with, like, barely naked or barely clothed women all the time, and they, like, post it on Instagram. And it's, like, you know, you can watch that, and you can be, like, oh, that's funny. An old dude with like, a super fucking skinny hot chick. But then you think about it more deeply, and you're, like, um, the woman is the caricature in this image. Like, she, like, there is, there, the amount of respect for women that you're seeing in this is uh, ultimately zero, right? Uh, it's almost humiliating. And there's just this whole culture that we perpetuate towards women that are just like, I'm gonna put your life uh, on the big screen. I'm gonna judge you for everything you do. I'm gonna hate you for your, the color of your skin. I'm gonna hate you for every decision that you make. And I'm going to fucking kill you if you reject me. Or maybe just because I want to, right? Because women in our society are objects. We're not real people. We're not. And the more, and I was, I was telling this to my brother, I said, you know, when I was in high school, all girls private school, you know, I felt like I was in a safe environment, you know, where you're, you're, uh, you know, you constantly get a platform to speak. And you're able to share your opinion. And you are with a-, a community that wants to support you. But real life for women is not like that. Because now that I'm out of that environment, and I have been for a while now, and I was trying to explain this to him, as I was, as I was like, you know, when you... Uh, get into your first real relationship, and you meet and you have real friends that are women, close friends that are women, you are going to quickly understand that life for us is not what life is for you. You know? And I guess that brings my final uh, point to... Um, the shooting in Atlanta. Um, now, I-, I could do a whole other episode about this, just talking about um uh, you know, just mass shootings and targeted shootings towards race and things like that. but um, the the reason why this is important is because this was a, you know, like, a hate crime towards Asian women. Right? Um, The guy said that he was having a bad day and that he blamed these uh, spas for his sex addiction. (laughs) And then he had a bad day and then he just, like, shot eight people, you know? Like, killed eight people. Um... (laughs) he was this guy was 21 I'm turning 21 this year when I feel like if I'm having a bad day mm, like I prop a shroom you know what I mean like I'll be like "Mm, okay let me just make her this a little bit you know I'm not like I need to kill men you know (laughs) like I'm not like I am going to go to the nearest TD bank and I'm going to shoot all the male tellers you know And then, you you know, like, I'm not like that. Uh, You know, and then later be like, I blame men for wanting to look pretty all the time. So I had to shoot them, you know? (laughs) Do you see how fucking insane that sounds? Like, that's exactly how fucking crazy this guy sounds. (laughs) What the fuck? And it's so... Okay, uh, so and and you know and and ever since, like even before COVID nineteen, but especially during COVID nineteen, I've seen and there's been a lot of talk about this is that there has been so much hate towards um, Asian people, and you see elderly Asian people getting punched and bleeding, and that I'm I actually tear up thinking about that, because it's like first of all, as problematic as some old people may be. Who, who would ever punch an old person? Like, yeah, sometimes old people are bad people too, but they're old. Like, leave them, a ro- leave them alone. Like, it's their time to go. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, like, you don't have to be mad at them, okay? Their day and age is over, right? Like, you don't have to be so upset with them, right? Except... If they make huge decisions that lead the world, like, you know, Donald Trump. I'm gonna say it again. Donald Trump is an old guy, and he's a fucking idiot, and he deserves a swift punch to the face, right? But, like, regular old people who are just, like, walking around and just are like, you know, like, just those old people, you're just kind of like, okay. And continue with your day, right? Like, uh, you know there are some old people in my family who are pretty problematic, Uh, you know, who are just say some things that you're just like, (laughs) that's, you're wrong, but also you're gonna die soon, so moving on. And if, I literally should not even be saying that, but like, it's true, you know what I mean? But like, if I were to just like leap across the table and like punch them in the face, like what? No they're old leave them alone and i don't i don't get it you know um and and asian people like they work so fucking hard they're such hard workers you know all people are hard workers but like especially during this pandemic, you know, like ordering out your sushi or ordering out, you know, like your Korean barbecue or like whatever it is that you're getting. And then to be like, oh my God, like the China virus. Shut up. Shut your fucking mouth. Ew. That makes me want to throw up. Like, the, oh my God. Okay. I'm just reading this article just that's in front of me. The Advocates group The advocacy group Stop AAPI Hate, which tracks attacks on Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, said it was not clear, oh, said that it was not clear whether or not the shootings were related or motivated by hate. Um, okay, this article is also from, like, March 13th, so we know more now, right? Um, so that's not true. But this is what was important, was, um... But right now, there is a great deal of fear and pain in the American... In the Asian-American community that must be addressed. Yeah. You know? Uh... Like, it's just... It's so unbelievably disgusting. And it's... It it also just goes back to, you know, how he was saying that he blames them for their sex addiction. Um... And this kind of ties in with Piers Morgan and Meghan Markle, too, right? Like, uh... I'm sure that Piers Morgan saw that Meghan Markle has, like, a little bit of, like, you know, is a little bit of, like, a mixed beauty. And he was like, "Mm, yeah, I could get in that, right? (laughs) You know, I'm sure that there was, like, some sort of, like, gross part of his brain that was, like, (laughs) ebony goddess, you know? (laughs) Like, something like that, where it's just like, ew, you know, like, let's not turn human beings into a fetish. Um, but the fetishization of Asian women is remarkable, okay? Uh, it is so, you know, it's like there's this whole view that, like, Asian women are just, you know, like, more subservient and, uh are just like kind of like these weird like childlike sex freaks you know and it's so and it's it's disgusting and it's so racist and it's so problematic and it's so sexist it makes me so angry to see that these are like again real women with real lives with real problems who are being treated like fucking caricatures of society And then it's just okay to treat them like that. And that it's okay to treat anyone like that. And then to, like this guy who shot these women, you know, probably went there quite a bit and was probably like, oh, you know, like had this super weird, disgusting fetish for them. And then probably made a move on one of them. And then they, you know, uh, rejected him. And then he was got so angry that he was like, I need to shoot these people. Because they won't actually, like, full on, like, go on a date with me or sleep with me or whatever it is. And I guarantee you that that is a story that we're, like, just not really fully being told. Because you see it all the time of women who reject someone and then the next thing you know they end up being beaten or killed or stalked or harassed and it happens over and over and over and over again like it fucking happened to me you know with my ex you know there were times where i didn't feel like you know uh i was like i don't feel like having sex right now right and then suddenly, I was the bad guy for doing that. And I would get emotionally punished for rejecting him. Which is the w- so fucked up, which is the worst. Um, when you're in a relationship. Because then you feel like a sexual pawn. Like, I didn't feel like I was valued as a human. I felt like the only thing that this person wanted from me was my body that was the only reason that why well, I was being held, carried around right it was one of the many reasons why that was so messed up but when you do that to people of color it just it's dehumanizes them and that's my moral of this podcast episode is that we as a society dehumanize women um and my heart breaks for the families of those Asian women that were killed it is so wrong, it is so unjust it um So, we can do much more as women for women. Uh, Men can really do way, 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 way more. And we all know that. I don't have to repeat myself about that. Um, And if you see people who are making racist remarks towards, uh, you know... Uh, well, actually, here, I will say this. I, I So, I, I made that TikTok um, about, you know, like, oh, another mass shooting. Oh, and it was by another white guy. And everyone in the comments was like, oh, of course you have to make it about race. What about what happened in Chicago? And, like, you know, and there are people like, black-on-black black crime. And, like, you know, and I was like, okay. Like, I think it has more than 500 comments, everyone. And if you scroll through the comments, it is... Like that was shocking for me because people were like don't make this about race and then immediately made it about race. And we're imme- and then immediately were racist. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the irony, the hypocrisy, the drama of it all. And I was just like sitting there and like making jewelry and like just watching everybody like go off on this war. And me sitting there being like, well, I think I've made a point, you know? A point that isn't not well known, like... Oh, and all the comment, like all of them were from men, by the way, all the comments, I I guarantee you all the comments are from men. And the only other people who are like, kind of like jumping in and backing me up are women. Um, And I'm just gonna let that like speak for itself. <sighs> okay i could honestly ramble about this for hours and hours and hours but it, i'm i've reached a whole hour and hour i've been sitting here um so yeah just be kind to the women that you see treat the women that you see in the media with respect listen to their stories listen to what they have to stay, say say I have made the mistake in the past of not listening to what women have had to say. And that ended, that placed me in some pretty dark fucking places. Uh, and if you have said some racist things or you think that you might be a little racist here and there. And you are not a person of color. You are Caucasian, like myself. You can visit, um, you can visit Empower Puff Girl on Instagram, who is doing, you know, she does a lot of fucking work, um, and she has all these wonderful resources. And uh, you know what? Don't even just do the research. Do the work. I was just throwing. I was just throwing Laura out there just because, you know, that was the first thing that came to my head. Again, I don't have notes. Um, And she uh, is doing wonderful things. I'm not trying to, you know, declassify what she's doing. But listen to people of color. Listen to their stories. Listen to what they have to say. Take it in. Then apply that to what you're doing in your life and how you can do better. Listen to what women have to say take it in apply it to your own life and see what you can do to do better and um let's just all do the right thing and treat people like people and not like fucking caricatures or fetishes or you know whatever you might be treating another person like let's just respect human beings like they're human beings and let's respect women and let's respect people of color and I will not stop talking about this if I don't end it thank you for listening